0: Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. This is Al-Fadi. And if you're tuning in, you're listening to Let Us Reason. Uh, Thank you so much, of course, for your continued prayers, for continued support. We have some wonderful news to share with you that we have launched our Let Us Reason video live stream Uh, which is done weekly now. Um, We have usually various slots, but the primary days typically are Wednesdays and Fridays, with Sundays are preserved for as a special edition, and periodically we end up doing more than just these two or three days, depending on the availability of our guests and also the topics or anything that is trending So uh, be sure to go and check these live streams. We have a playlist on our YouTube channel, which is called CIRA International. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. So you can watch all of these shows. We have amazing testimonies by former Muslims, one from Pakistan who lives in the UK, another one from Saudi who lives in the U.S., And we will have more and more of these testimonies of former Muslims who accepted Christ. We have one of someone who left Christianity, obviously wasn't a born again, at least by his own uh, admission, followed Islam. 12 years later, he left Islam and became a born again believer. That's an amazing testimony. His name is Brother Mike Westerfield. You'll see his testimony. And we do other topics uh, anywhere from academic topics, talking about Quranic manuscripts, critical assessment of the history of Islam or historical uh, criticism. We talk also about political Islam periodically. Uh, We have guests like uh, Robert Spencer, for instance, we will be inviting Dr. Bill Warner to do the same. And then the rest of it is apologetics and theological in nature with people like Sam Shimon, David Wood, Anthony Rogers, Alex Lagayevich, and the list can go on and on and on. Again, I encourage you to go and watch it. And if you are a follower on Facebook at my own personal page, alfadi.sira, you'll watch him there too. We have a live stream platform that allows us to stream simultaneously at both platforms. So I will be speaking on YouTube, and at the same time, you can watch it on Facebook. Some people follow both others follow only one of these platforms. We really encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sierra International. We also encourage you to click on that bell shape. It looks like the Liberty Bell. If you do that, uh, check the one that has the lines around it, meaning that it will start sending you notifications. Uh, all the time, whenever we release any videos or live streams, you can always go back and watch the previous live streams anyway, even though they're live, when we're, they were done, they're recorded and they're available for you. And we encourage you to become a Patreon patron so you can give on a monthly basis through that platform. It uh, The beauty about Patreon, it allows you to give as little as $1 and we have a lot of those people who are faithfully given a month, and we're so tickled to death. You know, we are blessed by it. You know, it's not really about the amount. It's about the fact that you are helping us continue to stay on the air all the time to pay for any expenses. We are, uh, believe it or not, building a makeshift studio at two different locations here locally with green screens and soon cameras and laptops and iPads. All of that will allow us to continuously develop high-quality videos and post them for you so that you are equipped. With that says, today I would like to address a topic uh, that is timely, and the idea is how should we respond in a time of crises? How should we as believers, as born-again believers, as the body of Christ, as members of the church, as followers of Jesus... When there is a crisis, and let's use COVID-19 as an example of what I mean by crisis, what should our attitude be like? How should we uh, react? In fact, this, I perceive it to be a multiple, you know, podcast, uh, basically, series. So we may do two, maybe three, depending on how time permits us. So let's start with the first thing first. Whenever it comes to crises let's say pandemics, let's say maybe some uh, political unrest, uh, demonstrations, uh, riots, uh, wars or rumors of wars and things like that, we as believers are uh, ought to be careful not to spread falsehood or false information. Let's say it this way. We as believers should not promote fake news. And I don't mean it in a political sense. I mean it from a uh, ethical standpoint, because the Bible clearly discusses issues like this. And I know it may come a surprise to you, but the Bible is against false news that can create, by the way, more problems that is based on ignorance, and it can cause really problems and, and maybe even murders and other things when we start spreading bad news. You know, it could be anywhere from spreading gossip. That is not based. Uh, I mean, gossip in general, or spreading rumors that are not even substantiated by facts. And as a result of this, some who might receive these bad news or fake news might react in a negative fashion. What does the Bible say about this? Well, we have a couple of passages I want to address with you. One is Proverbs 11:14. Proverbs 11:14 said the following. Where there is no guidance, no control, there is no, uh, uh, basically, um, uh, measures, you know, of wisdom, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in abundance of counselor, there is safety. So, whenever there is chaos, whenever there is falsehood, whenever we spread ignorance, you know, uh, I should say, ignorantly, we spread news or bad information, it can really result in people falling. Now, it could be falling away from faith, falling into sin or temptation, uh, or even literally fighting, maybe even losing their life on account of these types of fake news that we end up participating in, promoting, propagating, and sharing. We should be very careful because what is required of us is an abundance of counselors, meaning verifying and verifying again, checking and double-checking, and even asking ourselves really, do I need to even be involved in something like this? What is the good that will come out of sharing things? Now, you might wonder and say, why am I emphasizing this? We're living in a communication age right now. I mean... All you have to do is really put any type of info anywhere – YouTube, put it on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, WhatsApp, um, any other social media platforms. You can put something and click on it and it goes and if someone catches winds of it and they think it is newsworthy from their perspective – it can become like wildfire. So what you probably initially didn't think much of can result into becoming a news worthy for some people and it becomes trending everywhere. So imagine now if what you shared was actually unverified. Let's say I'm not accusing anyone of intentionally spreading bad news, but let's say you did not verify it and all of a sudden now some people are under the impression that the news that was shared is accurate, there is a lot of fear mongering out there. By the way, there is a lot of fake, uh, you know, basically ideologies out there that can apply to the spiritual realm, to the social realm, to the political realm, and it can cause some serious damage and problems. So, we need as believers to be very careful. We need to consult and counsel and pray and ask and double ask and check and double check and really. Ask ourselves, why does this matter? Why should I share something like this? What is the benefit that will come out of it? So we need to be very careful. The other also passage that is relevant to this is found in a letter to the Philippians by the Apostle Paul. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And listen to this beautiful way how the Holy Spirit spoke through the mouth of the Apostle. In in reaching the conclusion of his letter, he reminds his hearers with the following. He says, finally, brothers, and brothers here apply, by the way, to both genders, by the way, just to be safe here. And I don't want people to think like we are uh, trying to promote one thing over the other. No, this applies to both believers, male and female. So whatever I'm teaching here is not just only for Male believers and the female believer will say, well, you know, the Bible says brothers, you know, no, not not at all. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking to the body of Christ here. So finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. It's amazing. I mean, this should be your checklist, by the way. I mean, I encourage you to have this passage right in front of you whenever you want to share about something. Especially if you feel like you're skeptics about it, you know, Uh, you're trying to do your homework to find out more information. Ask yourself. Is this true? Whatever is true, it's asking. Is this an honorable thing, even if I find out that it's true? Do I really, uh, you know, is it going to honor uh, the Lord? It's, is it an honorable thing for about the people that I'm going to share about or about this, uh, you know, group or that group? Uh, whatever is just, is this something that relates to justice, for instance? Is this something that, from the eyes of God, uh, is considered to be a just cause, right? Right? Whatever pure, is it a pure thing to share it? Is it something pure to talk about it? Is it something that will cause purity if I am uh, to go and engage in these kind of news, for instance? Whatever is lovely, is it creating an atmosphere of love in one another? Love in your neighbor, love in your enemies, love in God loving, uh, your, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, one another, your brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, so you have to really ask yourself these tough questions. Is it commendable? Is this something that is really, uh, do I need to even do something like this? Put it this way. Is it necessary? Do I want to just go with the flow, by the way? Sometimes I feel like we end up doing things just because peer pressure. We feel like my neighbor did it. My buddy in the group did it, you know. Uh, my my friends uh, did it, you know, and I, I have to fit in. You know, if I don't like it, they feel like, oh, well, what, you don't like the news? You don't want to like? You don't want to share? You don't want to participate? You don't want to follow? You know, uh, keep in mind, you follow the Lord, the Lord of love, the Lord of justice, the Lord of honor. You do not follow you know, people, you do not follow uh, news, you do not follow outlets, you do not follow platforms, you follow the Lord of truth. The Spirit of truth is your guide, basically. So, yes, you may get flax for this, but you know what? You did the honorable thing, actually, when you refuse to participate in something or even uh, play a role in spreading something that is not true, or even if it is true, something that is damaging. Uh, to others as well and ask yourself is there any excellence in doing something like this and is it newsworthy in this case is it worthy of praise does it bring glory to the Lord whatever you do do it to the glory of God anything that's what the scripture says that we have to do it to the glory of God God himself need to be glorified through all of this so These are the things that you ought to really consider and think about when you are reacting to uh, crises, pandemics, or any newsworthy issues, even just because it's newsworthy and it's trending and others are uh, jumping on this bandwagon, that doesn't make it true, by the way. We get the impression sometimes the more followers, the, the, the more true it is. That's not the case. Whether you have a million follower of that particular video or a million you know, shares of that particular news does not make it true. You still have the responsibility to double-check. And when in doubt, just ignore it. You don't have to be number one million and one, by the way. That's not really what is worthy here. That's not what is commendable. That's not what is honorable You know, it's not about which number you fall into this entire group. It's about what is the impact your participation will have. You add yourself to that falsehood, by the way, false news. You are giving someone else the impression that is indeed must be true. In fact, sometimes, how often do you hear this, that some of your friends or some of your followers or family members were hesitant about something, but when they saw you react to it, They just assumed that it is now worthy to do the same because they trusted your judgment. You see, what we do can have an impact on others as well. And I'm going to cover another point, Most likely it will be the last today because we are almost approaching uh, towards the last part of our podcast here. A second thing that we need to be mindful of in the time of crisis as believers, and especially something like, let's say, COVID-19 or pandemics or anything like this, is that we must not, as believers, let fear rule over us. We shouldn't surrender to fear. We should not react based on fear. Again, why? Because others are watching you. Others are paying attention to you. And if they perceive any such emotions on you, they may react accordingly. They may maybe had a lot of hope in you thinking that you are a strong person and they see you behaving this way or you've been just preaching strength to them the other day and all of a sudden you're the first to go bunker. Uh, You know, as a result of this, they may not really trust the message that you're sharing with them anymore or they may wonder about the Lord that you just told them. He is the Lord that told you that you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. The same Lord in John 15 who says, "Without me, you can do nothing." If you've been preaching these things and you're the first to react in a fear way—I mean, in a fearful way—based uh, on fear, uh, I wonder how others can really trust the message that you're sharing. I wonder how your kids can really uh, behave in a time of fear. I'm not saying fear is not real, by the way, but what I'm saying, we shouldn't surrender to fear. We should not submit to fear. We should not let fear rule over us because we follow the Prince of Peace, who says His peace surpasses all understanding. The peace that He gives us is not like the peace that the world gives. His peace is an everlasting peace. Should rule over us. Should give our hearts and should guard our hearts and our minds. That's the kind of peace that we are seeking here. Look what the Scripture says in, in Isaiah forty-one ten. It says that, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the Lord that we follow. The Lord who asks us not to be afraid. The Lord who says that he will be with us. He will guard us, He will strengthen us, and He will protect us. This is the God that we follow. Jesus Himself confirmed this. He says, And I will be with you until the end of the age. You go to the book of Acts, you know, read from chapters 18 to 20. The Lord Himself appeared to Paul and says, Do not be afraid, for I will be with you. I am with you. And He even told them that. Your own people, the Jews, will reject you. That's why I'm sending you to the Gentiles, you know. So our we serve a God who is not going to abandon you. I will not leave you or forsake you. We don't worship a God who says, you know, here's your mission. I go and best of luck for you, you know. You know, hopefully hopefully it will go well for you. No. <laughs> this is the, the Lord of the universe who will be with you, who will walk with you. Walk before me and be blameless. That's what he told Abraham, you think he told them to walk before him for five minutes? Walk all of your life before me, Abraham, and be blameless. Meaning, if you are really walking with me for the rest of your life on earth, you will not have anything to tarnish your reputation. People will look up to you. Your kids will look up to you. You're not going to have to worry about fear. You're not going to have to worry about falsehood. Nothing, because I am the one who's guiding you. Abraham is walking before the Lord, meaning the Lord is guiding him. Put your yoke upon me. That's what the Lord says. Learn from me. That's what the Lord says. These are the teachings that the Bible, you know, basically is teaching us. Here's another important one, of course. In 2 Timothy, in 2 Timothy, chapter uh, 1, verse 7, we are told, for God hasn't given us a spirit of timidity. Let me say it again. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and discipline. Notice, we don't have a spirit of fear. So when you start getting afraid and worried, that's not from the Lord. Because the spirit in you, the the Holy Spirit, is not a spirit of fear. Spirit of power, by the way, okay? He's a spirit of love, meaning you shouldn't be afraid of people sometimes. Out of whatever, maybe you perceive that they are dangerous. Maybe you don't like you know them. Maybe you are a person that needs to search your heart about discriminating against certain groups. I don't know. Maybe you think because they're foreigners. Maybe you think because you're not uh, uh, you know used to living next to people who are from this region or that region. You know, you have a spirit that teaches you to love, right? And you have a spirit that also of discipline. You need to learn how to be disciplined in dealing with issues now that today we're dealing with covid 19 and a lot of people have learned a lot of valuable lesson well tomorrow if the same thing happened or something similar hopefully we are disciplined enough that we have learned a lesson we have learned how to protect ourselves to protect others you see that's what the discipline means you learn you grow you mature and you apply as you progress basically in your walk. And I'm gonna leave you with one last verse from Isaiah 26 3, where it says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is steadfast, because he trusts in you. It's Isaiah basically is speaking here <coughs> concerning the Lord and stating that the Lord keeps the one who has a steadfast mind, a mind that is stable, a mind that is firm on the Lord, on the foundation of the Lord, that mind will be basically experiencing perfect peace. But why does that mind experience perfect peace? Because that mind trusts in God, trusts in the Lord, trusts in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Notice, not some of your ways, not part of your ways, not 99.9% of your ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So you don't have to worry. If you're walking a straight path, you're not going to worry about anything. You are on the right track. That's what we say usually, right? Well, well, the Lord has a right track, and that's if you are walking with him and walking before him and trusting in him and allowing him to rule your life. Next week, Lord willing, we will continue with this series about how to deal with crises as believers. Once again, I remind you to please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sierra International become a patreon patron we thank you in advance for your giving you can give through paypal as well all the instructions are there go and watch our new series the live stream video series that we've been launching it is also called let us reason live stream by the way you can watch it on both Sierra international at the youtube channel or if you are a facebook follower you can watch it on my page alfadi.sira i cannot thank you enough so may the lord bless you protect you, shine his face upon you, and guard you and give you his peace, his peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you and take care.